Hello and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by Mark Osterman. We have a great show for you. As a reminder, you can watch this entire show along with all the visuals that go with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. That's youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. We record two shows a week on Tuesdays and Fridays, release them on YouTube, and then combine them into this audio podcast once a week for your listening enjoyment. We hope you enjoy it. If you do like the show, consider leaving us a five-star review and Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. It helps us out tremendously. And as a final reminder, you can find all of our Vegas content. That's posts, podcasts, and videos at mtmvegas.com. Thanks again for listening. Let's hit it. So Mark, it's Labor Day as we record this, and there was a cool drone show over this weekend over the Strip. We don't know if it was one drone show or two. It apparently was at Win Excess, but then there was some shots from Summerlin, Raiders logo, Lakers, Planet with Stars. It was a really neat show, and I can find almost nothing on the internet about it. Yeah, I didn't. What was the deal with the Lakers? Do you think is there a lot of Lakers fans in Vegas? I, you know, just because they don't have an NBA team yet, I was just kind of surprised. There's a lot of people from Los Angeles here in. Vegas. So uh, I guess that could be the case. Raiders fans. I don't know. Did somebody pay for it? This is the mystery drone show, but it looked pretty cool. Yeah, it was. They could have done something like Nico's drone show or something. That would have been amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So Mark, uh, the Las Vegas Strip has been scattered with like ruins for years, right? Fountain Blue sat there for decades. There's other places around the Strip, including on the South Strip across from Mandalay Bay, the Sky View. Those are those concrete pillars that were supposed to be a wheel. And this was going to be a competing wheel project to the High Roller, but Caesars managed to get theirs built. This one fell through. And we've been sitting with those big stacks of concrete for like a long time now. Apparently, they're finally going to be torn down, or at least according to Vital Vegas, he says they suspect that it'll happen soon. Jay Owenhouse, a magician, is going to put a circus show. Another eyesore of the Strip going away. We're getting like an old school circus, maybe. You know, that, that's kind of interesting. I don't know why they wouldn't have torn those down 10 years ago or five years ago. If they knew it wasn't getting built, why do they just leave something eyesore like that up? It, it's kind of crazy. I mean, it's not like in the midst of everything that everybody sees it that comes to Vegas, but enough people would see it coming from the airport and stuff that you think you'd want to demolish that in some way. Plus, it'd just be kind of like a safety thing. Uh, so kind of strange, but glad to see it's coming down. The tent, hey man, they better have some good air conditioning. That's all I can say. You would hope so. Apparently, he wanted to have big animals as part of the show, but then the county commission said no. So I don't know what it will actually entail in the end. They're not allowing those types of shows anymore, but it's a good use. I mean, the project went bankrupt and then basically it's been sitting there. They also bought Speed the Ride from Sahara years ago, and it's been sitting on that site forever. I think it's still sitting there. Uh, I have some video from back in 2020 I can throw up for everybody, but uh, I don't think it's changed much since then, rotting away. That coaster will never go again, but it was one of the probably the best coaster ever to be in Las Vegas. It was going to be a cool project, and they never had the money, just similar to the dream up the street, right? Start the construction, hope to get funding later, doesn't come through, and then it all stops. Yeah, get the money first. At least AllNet got that right. They waited to get the fake money before they started actually doing anything, and it just never came. But yeah, I mean, I never got to ride that coaster. I'm kind of sad that it's just sitting there and never got used. It's amazing that people buy these things, and then they just become kind of a junk wasteland sometimes. You know, hopefully somebody can do something with the cars or i don't know it's probably just trash now it'll end up in lake las vegas yeah 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 we'll talk about that in a second but let's talk about the city of oakland and how they're playing hardball with the a's 
Specifically, as part of this relocation, the A's need to figure out where they're going to play for three seasons before their ballpark would be finished in Las Vegas. One of the options is in Oakland for them to extend the lease on the Coliseum, but Oakland's saying, no, if we're going to extend the lease, you're going to stay in Oakland. But if you're not going to stay in Oakland, we might extend the lease if you agree to leave the Athletics name and organization behind and then move to Vegas with a new name and then promise Oakland a new team. This is what happened in Cleveland uh, many years ago. So it's not unprecedented, but it's not common. And Major League Baseball could have the A's play in San Francisco. They could have them play at the Las Vegas ballpark, perhaps somewhere else as well. So I don't think that they're really going to bend over backwards to accommodate Oakland. But do you think it's a good idea? Do you think Oakland could get another baseball team if the A's move to Vegas? Man, I don't. it's tough to say because they have, you know, San Francisco's right there. They already have that baseball team. It's not that, that much different. I know it's not the same for people that grew up as A's fans. But they've struggled to get funding or anything to build a, a new stadium. We've talked ad nauseum on this show of how spending public money for stadiums doesn't usually work out in the city's favor. So I don't even know if that's a good thing. It seems kind of like Rand standing by the mayor. You know, they kind of have a black eye that they've lost a sports team. And this is a way to say, you know what, I'm sticking up for you guys. I don't know that anything comes from it. If they can work the schedule into the giant stadium, I think that probably makes the most sense because it's, you know, right there ready to go. Coliseum would be good if they could do it uh, just because you get a couple more years if you're an Oakland fan uh, to, to be there. But We'll have to see how it plays out. I don't think anything comes of this. Uh, but, you know, we were hoping for a new team name uh, going to Vegas anyways. You know, I think it'll maybe endear the locals to it a bit more. Yeah, I would be all for that. Of course, the Athletics have a storied history, very old team, and there's a lot going on with that. So I could see people being split on that. I don't see why they'd want to stay in the Coliseum if they're only drawing eight or 9,000 people a game. They could play in the Las Vegas ballpark, which can hold more than that. And the aviators have done it. And then they can start to build in the market that they're going to be in. Or to your point, they can go across the bay. Probably still wouldn't draw very well in San Francisco. As much as I would like a new name, I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, we shall see. So the Middle East is in the news. And we've had a, like a lot of stories over the last couple of years. Caesars built a property in Dubai, non-gaming. Wynn announced a massive property in Dubai, which will be non-gaming, but they're hoping for gaming. MGM2 and Dubai and the Emirates in general, there's, I think, seven Emirates. They're kind of figuring out how they're going to legalize gaming. And guess who is going to spearhead that? The ex-MGM Resorts CEO, Jim Murin. He is going to the Emirates and he's going to help build the gaming infrastructure and the laws for these companies that have already announced projects. Seems like they might have known that this was all going to happen beforehand when they announced these billion dollar projects. But Dubai may be going to be the Las Vegas of the Middle East. Yeah, we've said, you know, for years now, it just seems strange to put that much money up and not have the gaming revenue, which we show, you know, every month in Vegas, at least. And I know it's not the same market. Gaming revenue still makes up a big chunk of the money that they're that they're bringing in. So they must have had something in place. And the fact that they're hiring an ex you know, MGM person make, makes it seem like this is a full bowl, like, let's go, let's get this going. And, and so maybe they knew that that was going to happen or it, there was promises made. So it seems like it's very likely that they end up getting what they wanted. And I'm sure that all the, you know, everything in Dubai is kind of like over the top, crazy, awesome and expensive. So I'm sure these are going to be some of the best casino hotels in the world and, and worth checking out. Yeah. And the Emirates, they want to build rules, build laws that will help the casino industry sort of integrate properly, obviously gambling illegal in the country. Uh, it's a religious state, so there's a lot of considerations here. 
But when they announced these projects, Win and MGM, they have space within the projects for casinos, even though they weren't going to be casinos, you know, because it wasn't legal yet. So uh, neither of these companies are going to be surprised by this. And this is an interesting thing. Las Vegas basically spearheading the spreading of the gaming industry into there. And then we've seen MGM announce their huge Osaka casino and just continued expansion internationally for these big gaming companies based out of Las Vegas, which I guess is good for these companies and for Vegas in general, but it's just more competition overseas. Maybe just a maturation of this entire industry. Yeah, I agree. It's just, you know, expanding. Everybody wants to dip their hand in the honeypot and get some of that gold. So let's talk about something fun. We talked about Durango on the last show and the George Sportsman's Lounge, that 24-hour lounge that looked great. Now we have something else to talk about, the speakeasy that's coming. Uh, There's a Mexican restaurant inside called Mijo, and it's going to have a speakeasy inside called Wax Rabbit. The furnishings will have red velvet, banquettes, sofas. There'll be a DJ booth. Sounds like a really kind of cool, interesting place. There's a supper club at Red Rock that has a very similar decor to this. And speakeasies are the new thing. We know you love them. And Durango just checking all the boxes, food hall, speakeasy. 24-hour place. I mean, you're in love. I mean, I love the name of it, too. Just the like the way that you go. They have these wood lockers, they're saying, that you can store your own bottle of tequila in, which is a cool thing to do. And then you have to pull on one of the handles, and that opens the door. And, you know, a lot of these speakeasies, like the one at Resorts World, everybody kind of knows about it. It's not really that hidden all that well. Where this one seems like it might take a little bit of knowledge to get in which I like, and then the inside looks amazing. I don't know. I'm starting to feel like I'm more excited for the Durango opening than Fountain Blue. I don't know. This is like kind of pushed me over the edge a little bit there. Everything that I'm seeing looks awesome. Well, the problem with Fountain Blue is they're doing nothing to promote the property before they open. I mean, this has been critical on social media. We're leaking pictures that construction workers are sending us. Why are they not releasing pictures and getting the hype up? Durango doing a great job. They're slowly releasing this stuff. The reason we covered George on the last show is because they released that. Then this week they release this, and they're going to sort of trickle this out before they open in a couple months. Fountain Blue really needs to get to work because I agree. They're building up the hype, and we don't really know a lot about Fountain Blue altogether, specifically the venues, what they're going to have there, what's unique. Resorts World, before they opened, was doing the same thing Durango did. They were slowly just unveiling new venues and what was coming and got you excited about it. Hopefully Fountain Blue kind of wakes up soon and does this because we really don't know a ton about that property. Yeah, especially when we we're hearing, you know, the, the rooms, a lot of the rooms are already done and stuff. Why wouldn't you at least leak those pictures or, or put them out there, have, you know, one of the Las Vegas newspapers come in and do a feature on it. It's just, it's kind of great. I mean, I get like the marketing of let's keep everything a secret and really build hype but i don't think that works in this day and age with social media and everybody sharing everything like you want to be that builds the hype these days versus being secretive and hoping that everybody's mind is blown the first day it's kind of a risky play so we'll see maybe as they get closer i mean durango's opening at least a couple weeks earlier uh, than fountain blue so maybe they're just a couple weeks behind but i don't know it's getting close it is and hopefully they'll wake up they want to invite me over i'll come in and, and take some pictures and i'll Make sure to let everybody know. So I'll just rub the uh, carpet. My, my, my DMs are open. Yeah, I want a carpet tour uh, of Fountain Blue. I'll hype that up all you want. So uh, Friends is coming to Las Vegas. Uh, the 25th anniversary of Friends. This is actually pretty cool. Warner Brothers and MGM are putting on this like weekend event on October 18th and 19th. Starting out with the Bellagio Fountains, they're going to have a new show to the Friends theme song 
which is kind of cool. But the crux of everything is going to happen at New York, New York on the Brooklyn Bridge. They're going to have a 700 square foot recreation of Central Perk in Lego, Phoebe's Yellow Cab and Escape Room. You'll be able to meet Marcel, which was Ross's monkey on the show. The Rembrandts, who are the band that perform that opening theme song, will actually be performing at New York, New York on the Brooklyn Bridge. They'll have Friends Karaoke. And then Luxor will have this special painting of Central Perk from the Blue Man Group. So it sounds like a fun time and it's all free, I think. So if you're in town that weekend, definitely check it out. The one hit wonder like that lives on. It's amazing how much play they've gotten out of this theme song. I, I don't I can't think of any other theme song that's done so well for a band. So that's cool to see. And Friends is so huge. People still watch it like nonstop and it's still one of the most watched shows on TV on these apps. So it's no shock that they want to do something big. And there's a ton of fans that will come in just for this. You know, they do pop ups in big cities like New York and Chicago and stuff all the time and they're always popular. So I think this is really good, you know, for them to, to do a 25 year anniversary there's a lot of people that are in the age demographic that grew up watching friends that they want to get to vegas so i think this will be cool something unique something different i don't think we need more people at the bellagio fountains but here we go yeah maybe not but i this is all about experiential las vegas and we talked about that and there's more expensive things like area 15 but there's also stuff like this coming and i think it's the perfect city for something like this and the more that they can do this ad free events like that and i feel like if you are a friends fan seeing the rembrandts perform doing all that stuff seen the bellagio fountain show with the song i feel like that would really be something cool if you were a diehard fan and i wouldn't mind going down and see it and i might go down there to go see it so check it out uh yeah plus you could get you can get your fortune told while you're uh, listening to the fountains there you go <laughs> yeah there you go i wonder what they'll do about that maybe the fortune teller will have a friends themed booth for that weekend just to fit in <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk rain i feel like we're turning into weathermen at this point but It just seems like every storm that passes through, it gets worse and worse and worse. We had two really crazy monsoons in the past few days, and more casinos leaked. We won't show you too much of that, because it got even crazier. The roads were just completely flooded over, people driving through, you know, feet of water. I-15, water completely covering it between Vegas and Prim State Line. Uh, Lake Las Vegas, did you see this? It looked like a debris field, because all the water from the city flows out underneath Lake Las Vegas into Lake Mead. But when there's too much water, it has nowhere to go but to go into Lake Las Vegas. And there's a great picture of this, like, multi-million dollar house looking over this debris field in Lake Las Vegas. It is, oh, so ugly. There are sinkholes in the desert. I made a joke to you that bodies are probably going to start floating up at this point soon if we don't stop with the rain. Yeah, another crazy couple days in Vegas. The green, it's just, it's such a great picture. And, like, could you imagine hitting into a green and just seeing, like, a landfill behind it, essentially, of floating trash? And you spend all this money. And we've talked about how Lake las vegas that area can be really pretty it's kind of you know not a ton of people go there or know about it but it, it can be very beautiful at times and this is not one of those times so i'd be so mad if i owned one of those houses and i had to wake up and stare at this or if i'm paying the green fees that they charge uh, out in vegas to golf and you're seeing this it's just kind of nuts hopefully they can clean it up quickly but yeah the guy the person driving through upstream through the <laughs> through the river essentially with their car i hope they take it straight to a dealership to sell because i don't know that that was the best way to handle that situation but it was pretty nuts to see and the sinkholes i don't that's just bizarre to me in the desert i don't know what's going on there yeah that car going upstream i was worried the whole time i saw that video before i saw the end i'm like it's gonna start floating away it's gonna start floating away and there was a road for them to turn off of right before that it was right out of frame so they were determined to do it instead of just taking the safe route and getting off the street craziness that not do that that has ended poorly for many people 
people in Vegas and elsewhere. And I do think we even had some drowning deaths and I don't want to make light of that. It was, you know, a dangerous scenario with the rain. I actually got stuck at Home Depot because the rain was coming down so hard. We really couldn't go anywhere. We had to let that pass. But luckily in the area of town I was in, in Henderson, it wasn't as bad as like the east side up near Sunrise Mountain. I even saw, you know, Bonanza going towards the Mormon Temple, which is sort of in the Sunrise Mountain area, completely flooded over. It was uh, insane. The worst part about this, talking about debris at Lake Las Vegas, is that when these roads flood, it washes all the rocks and dirt from the desert onto the roads. So it takes days to clean up and it just becomes a real mess even when the water has subsided. You know, we had the hurricane warning, nothing happened, then a bad storm, bad storm. It just seems like it's getting worse. Sorry to report so much on the weather, but hopefully that's the worst of it for this summer and we can move on to better weather, which the temperatures, Mark, have been great. I woke up this morning, it was 70 degrees. We had a couple of just amazing days. So that's the nice part about these storms is they brought in the great weather. Yeah, that's always good to see, you know, around here when it gets really hot and humid, that's a thunderstorm breaks and then it drops by like 20 degrees. So those are always welcomed in the summer, even though they're not like a monsoon like it is there. And I I saw some pictures of people like the car, like a cab completely submerged in the water, a couple other vehicles. And you don't even know this is coming. It just hits quickly, which is, is crazy to me. You know, nothing around here like that happens. But it's, you know, we have to show it because it's just so out of this world. The one thing I don't get is there's plenty of places that get monsoon type rain and they don't have you know, facilities that are leaking all over the place. Like I get the roads and everything crazy happening there because the ground just doesn't absorb the water. But you think like a brand new football stadium would be built to handle rain. There's stadiums in tons of places that have a lot of rain and they aren't leaking every time. So it's just crazy that all these new builds are still having the same issues of the old builds. You think that they would have figured out how to properly disperse the water uh, when this happens, knowing that it's going to happen every summer. Yeah, I don't know. Something with the heat, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, Legion flooding, uh, crazy, crazy weekend. So Mark, did you see that chip that somebody cashed in at Aria? Apparently it's a counterfeit chip and they successfully cashed it in at the cage. And I don't know how this happened because it doesn't look real at all. Note the apostrophe in the name. Yeah, I mean, it'd be one thing if it was spelled properly. The fact that it wasn't even spelled pro- properly and it looks a little cheap. It's Even if it's buried, they always look at all the chips like individually when they count it out and stack it up and then lay it out for the camera. So I'm kind of surprised, you know, that's pretty risky, pretty ballsy to go for it too. I'm shocked it went through, but I'm also surprised people even try anymore. Yeah, I know that's a big concern with the casinos. We cashed in some Cosmo chips that we had from a while back the other day, and I told Jasmine to make sure she played a little bit just so you don't walk in the casino and cash them in, even though they were legitimate chips. It's hard to believe that this happened, and I'm sure that person probably got in a lot of trouble. And, you know, we're humans. We make mistakes. Precursor to friends. (laughs) (laughs) This week was a little interesting. I was on the strip for Labor Day and for my wife's birthday, and we stayed at Nomad. I'll talk about that on a future show spent a lot of time at cosmo i'll talk about that on the next show because we don't have we have so much to cover this week but the day after we stayed out till like 3 a.m and you know we're old mark so we don't usually stay out till 3 a.m and then at 7 a.m the next morning our son had dropped our daughter off at school it was all arranged right so that we could do this we get a phone call school is canceled that's the one elementary school where the teachers decided to do sort of a call out and this is happening in the school district there's a lot of backlash here teachers want more pay and there's backlash against the stadium and some of the public financing and stuff like that. So it's been kind of ramping up and it seems like every day there's a new school where they're calling in sick, which is an interesting thing and just bad timing for us 
It was a little frustrating. We had to go pick her up. Then she got to spend the day at Nomad with us. So she got to pick up the Park MGM pool credit. So she's slowly getting to all of them and she's starting to like embrace this. That she loves these pools. But yeah, there's a new initiative going on to, that they want to get onto the ballot to basically take back the public funding for the A's stadium and give it to the teachers. So this battle is getting sort of hot and heavy right now here in Southern Nevada. Yeah, I imagine something will happen where they give the teachers a little bit of something and keep the A's money going. I doubt that this works, even though it seems like a lot of Vegas locals are not excited about the stadium or the A's coming. I think it's just kind of too far along for that to stop. But I definitely think teachers should make more money. They put in a lot of effort. They spend a lot of their own money. They work during the summer, even though you think they don't. They still put in the time getting stuff prepped and ready. So I don't blame them. I mean, it stinks that they're calling in and taking away from the the kids to get that noticed. I I wish that didn't have to happen. So the way they they can get a referendum on the ballot in 2024 is to get like 10% of the signatures of the number of people who voted in the last election. That's over 100,000 signatures that they would need by next year. So we'll kind of follow that and see how it is. But yeah, as a parent, I was the one affected. I support the teachers. I was a little frustrated in the morning just because we had stayed up late. All that's in the past. I suppose she (laughs) suffered by having to spend the day on the strip with us as opposed to being in school. So you mentioned mistakes. And on the last show, we talked about this friend's 25th anniversary that MGM was going to do. Uh, it's on the MGM site, got the information directly from there. No year was mentioned, but neither you or I knew that Friends started 29 years ago, meaning that happened in 2019. So uh, I'll throw some stuff up from an article I found about how it actually went down four years ago, but it's not happening this year. Sorry about that. Three years of doing this show, it's the first time it's happened. We forgot to announce that we also found a time machine, so we can still do it and everybody will be happy then. (laughs) And there you go. So did you see the Las Vegas lights are back? They're trolling the Oakland sports fans, I guess, basically giving half price tickets to anybody who wears either an A's or a Raiders jersey. They're always coming up with these different initiatives. They see it as like entertainment and sport altogether. We talked about their cash drop last year, their $5,000 cash drop. They just did it again a few days ago where they dropped $5,000 in cash from a helicopter. This team is so cool in the way that they're doing things. I really hope, you know, I know this is a long shot, but that they get promoted up to the MLS when we get a team we need that sort of fire in our professional soccer teams i mean they might get more fans than the a's so they got that going for them but no it's always cool to see and i know some people were upset about this and especially like you know people that live in oakland and and everything and i get that but i think it's just fun you know the goal of marketing is to get people talking about your product and this definitely does it and they do all these unique things like the baby pools by the side of the field or you can park your car up on the grass and and all that kind of stuff so it's cool to see because you don't see that a lot in sports usually it's like dollar hot dogs or two dollar beers like nobody does anything too unique i appreciate the effort even if it maybe ruffled some feathers their best promotion to date was the dollar juice night with jose canseco that was a good one that was a nice uh, troll right there <laughs> we still have never done the jose canseco car wash have we oh no we didn't is it still there i haven't driven by that area <laughs> trop and jones uh, yeah i forgot all about that gotta get over there and and try that So it wouldn't be MTM Vegas if we didn't have another strange story. And this is one at MGM Grand. I was actually at MGM Grand on September 4th on Labor Day, and that's when this happened. This guy meets this lady in the casino. This is all alleged. Uh, But she claims that he and her were going to go to a club, so he invited her to a room so they could get ready. Uh, Some sort of fight ensued, and he was trying to get $200 back from her. Sounds like maybe he paid her and, you know, wasn't enough money. We don't really know. But this fight happens. She ends up on the ground, and somehow her foot ends up in the door or something, and her toe ends up getting 
taken off, right? It, it's just a crazy story. Security comes, the guy is arrested, and he was charged with mayhem. And I didn't know what this meant, but it apparently means consists of unlawfully depriving a human being of a member of his or her body or disfiguring it, rendering it useless. So that's mayhem according to the law here. Another crazy night in Vegas. Sounds like maiming versus mayhem. I don't, mayhem, I think, just like being a ruckus and crazy. I, I don't know. That's weird. I think we're to the point that you just don't go to rooms with strangers, especially strangers that are expecting to get paid for something. You know, uh, we've seen enough robberies and stabbings and everything like that, that good things don't happen uh, when that goes down. So maybe if you're looking for that, just go to a place that procures that for you in Pahrump or something something like that uh it might be a little bit safer wasn't there somebody did a self-inflicted gunshot wound in the casino like in the last week too in vegas like things are just wild as wild as ever yeah that was a crazy one because there was a lot of video of it he was a retired metro officer i believe but a retired police officer and he accidentally shot himself in the leg almost killed himself i think he did survive and it was right in the horseshoe casino right in the middle of the casino during the day tons of people saw it it just makes you realize that las vegas is unique yeah I don't know, like, just leave your gun at home or in the car. I don't know why you bring it in a casino or put the safety on. It seems like there's a lot of things, especially if you're a retired cop. I'm just kind of surprised by that. It's it's scary. And I'm sure everybody was freaked out. You know, you hear a loud bang these days. You don't know what's going to happen. So just, uh, you know, Vegas, crazy as always. Let's talk about anticipated restaurant openings. Eater has an article talking about what's going to open. And obviously, Fountain Blue is going to have a ton of restaurants. Durango is going to have a ton of restaurants. So a lot of new stuff coming on the scene this fall. But outside of that, Caesars is getting their two new restaurants. Peter Luger is finally going to come. I think they announced that like two years ago, it seems like. It's going to open in October. And then, of course, Bobby Flay can't stop himself. This time he's going French with Brasserie B by Bobby Flay, which is going to open in late 2023. So Caesar's getting a lot of stuff. Zippy's, which is a big Hawaiian brand out of Hawaii, they announced their store many, many years ago, finally going to open in October. I know a lot of local Hawaiians are excited about that, and I'm excited to give that a try. Of course, Whataburger coming in late 2023. And then LPM Restaurant and Bar at Cosmo. This place sounds kind of cool. It's described as white walls, vibrant art, freshly cut flowers, and a lively atmosphere for daytime lunch and evening dinner parties. Sounds very Cosmo to me. Burger Brassier, you know, was here, and that was one of my favorite spots, like kind of hidden gem. And and I don't know if this is a tie into that or not. I'm guessing not since it's a French restaurant. But I thought it was funny because they both were in Caesars properties. And then no pictures for Fountain Blue restaurants. Shocker. Yeah, it's still a shocker. Fountain Blue, we're waiting for you to to release all of the information that we need. So let's move on to Owlnet, Mark, your favorite thing to talk about. We thought it was going to finally be dead, but they applied for an extension. September 6th, which was this week and has already passed, was the deadline. So they've already passed that. So they should just be thrown out and have to start over. But the county commission is going to consider giving them another extension. Uh, They're going to hear it in October and they're going to get another shot at this. I found it very insightful that County Commissioner Tick Segerblom, which is an incredible name, he said, the problems all along have been about the money. No, duh. I mean, they don't have the money. Like it, That was a very no, insightful thing. It's about the lack of building, not not the money. You know, I, this is just bizarre. And we talked about this, you know, when we first saw the news off the show that, you know, why don't they just sell the land? I'm sure it's worth so much more than it was. Force sell it, you know, just get your money and run at this point. It's just crazy that they're allowing this to go on. Somebody could use that. It's a, in a great spot. Could use it for something valuable and would probably get started as long as they have the funding. Allowing people to propose things without having money lined up is just bizarre to me and if they extend this you really need to like check the uh, government's donations because i don't understand why else somebody would be putting this through unless they're getting some backdoor money or something 
There's a lot going on in Vegas right now where the government doesn't seem to really care about what the people think or how it Golf affects courses. it. And, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. But Rio, there's good news there. They're actually taking down the Penn & Teller sort of marquee that's on the side of the building or the wrap or skin or whatever you want to call it. Uh, they're painting the building, and I was told that they're taking down all the old neon and replacing it. I don't know if it's going to be new neon or it's going to be LEDs. I would imagine it's LEDs because that's cheaper, easier to deal with, and everything else. But that outside is getting refreshed. It should be done in the next month or so. So that's a, a good sign. It'll look fresh on the outside because it's the, the paint has just been so bad for so long. We know that it's going to be years before the inside's all done, but... They're moving along here, and we don't know if they're going to replace it with another Penn & Teller wrap or just let those new lights and that beautiful glass kind of shine through. Yeah, I think you know Penn & Teller was the big draw there for the last several years, so I understand why it was there. You know, It was kind of the thing that brought people to the property, but if you're remodeling this... And, you know, Penn & Teller's got to be somewhat close to the end of their run. I don't think you need to wrap your building in it. If it looks nice and modern and you're updating it, I think that will be the selling feature as well as the new rooms and, and the updates in the casino. Penn & Teller will just be like a, an extra spiff on top of that. So I, I wouldn't put the wrap back up if it was me. If you're making it look nice and the lights look cool and everything and you got that draw, I think you just leave it off. I agree. Penn & Teller are extended through 2026 there. So Dreamscape did sort of give them the continuity. And they're the only thing I think of inequality there and i know that's debatable for some but i do like them before we get into our last story which is the heartbreak of bellagio uh, we wanted to talk we're going to launch a patreon for people who want to see more of us talk deeper into las vegas joke around a bit be a little bit more loose than we are in this show and have fun so we're going to do a weekly after Person. show just for patrons yeah it's going to be a good time so we're going to launch that next week so look out for it and uh, it's going to be fun we'll also do some backstory and some other stuff along the way but you'll definitely get a weekly after show which we're really excited to make so stay tuned for that yeah i'm excited for it get a little more loose maybe some of the the stuff that we joke about while we're filming and don't put on the air can end up there and, and things like that and just cut it loose a little bit more and you know maybe we'll have a meet up here and there just for patreon members when we're in vegas together and everything like that so i'm excited for it excited to get to know people a little bit better and through this and and all that type of stuff yep nothing's going to change about this show it's just additional content uh, for people who want more and let's talk about bellagio mark or the formula one or how this entire thing just keeps pissing people off and this is the worst we got concept art of the bellagio grandstands a few months ago and on some level bellagio had confirmed they were relocating some of the trees out in front of the fountains and it was widely believed that all the trees would be relocated planted somewhere else and then moved back after the race but we learned this week without any real announcement that they cut down all the trees that are along the street. The ones that are in the alcoves, they say they are moving and replanting them, and then they'll move them back around New Year's. But it is ugly. These trees are 25 years old. They date back to when the Bellagio opened. They were big. They provided a lot of shade, beauty out there, and they just mowed them down. And their PR response was, this work is part of preparations for the Las Vegas Grand Prix and our efforts to provide the best possible experience through improved visibility, mobility, and pedestrian access and safety. So that is their spin. Yeah, I mean, but they're giving back to the community. You forgot about that part. Yeah, they're, chip they're putting them in the wood chipper and then they're giving them to the parks. <laughs> so forgive, forgive all of that. Forget all of it. It's okay. Oh, man. The park. One park worth of wood chips. I don't know. Just give people firewood and say, here, go ahead, enjoy a, a late night fire with our wood. I it's bizarre. I don't understand why you would move some and not others. I assume that it's the same process for each. I don't know, you know, what would be different between the alcove trees and the ones up front, unless they just said, you know what, 
we'll move a couple of these because they're a pain in the butt and let's just chop down the rest so we can appease both sides of things i don't know but it is sad to see and even when they bring in trees after the grant which maybe they don't ever bring those back maybe that's the difference because they're going to just have to do this every year for the next several years so maybe the alcove trees they'll bring back but the front ones are just going to be gone for good which would be really really sad pr is one thing you know you got to spin stuff but they could have done a better job of saying what's going to replace it if anything I would guess planters. These are big square grates that the trees sit under. So they could put planters in that would be relatively easy to cover up or remove for future races. And I'm guessing to your point, that's why they ended up doing it. Just the amount of money it would cost every year to do this. And maybe it wouldn't have been good for the trees anyway to be moved every single year. So I don't really uh, know, but it's just not a good visual. And Formula One has just pissed off a lot of people, including some people this week kind of got up in arms about the paddock building. And Formula One up until this point had not said anything about it. It's called the Paddock Building. That's the last name of the October 1st shooter. Paddock is the name of the building that they use worldwide. So it's not like they named it anything special. They hadn't said anything about it. But this week they finally said they're considering changing the name. I think that's good. I hadn't heard from a single person who was offended by this, who kind of understood that this is a word that exists elsewhere. But why not change it? I mean, if, if it upsets people, then I guess we should do it. I would guess they come in and they don't have know that history. It's something you don't expect and you would connect the two so i can understand why they would come in with the name they use everywhere and i could also understand why locals would you know get upset about it so i think it's a good thing to change you know there's no real harm it's just a building like the name doesn't really matter if you're f1 so why wouldn't you yeah f1 has just made some interesting choices throughout all of this going to the government for more money not rolling out the entire construction schedule making it very difficult for people things like this i think are good if they were going to do it why not just do it in the first place you know they were trying to extort money out of businesses telling them they had to pay fifteen hundred dollars a person they backtracked on that so there's been pushback all along I would love to know their perspective on this because they can't be happy with the amount of pushback and the amount of anger that have come back. And I do not know a single person who lives here, and I've talked to a lot, that support this race. And that is says something. I mean, obviously the casinos do, and the people who sort of work in that industry that want to drive tourism, they do. But locals day to day, they're upset. And hopefully this goes off well. We still got two more years of races, but cutting down the Bellagio trees is not going to help make people uh, support this thing. Could you imagine if they only do the three years and then pull out after all this money and time and effort spent and the, the things they've changed? that you can never change back and, and stuff like that. And then after three years, everybody's like, you know what? This was a mistake. Man, I don't know if that would be better or worse. It, it would just be kind of shocking. Yeah, at this point, I'm just trying to stay positive And I hope the race is good and spectacular and it helps the city at this point because it's happening. They're doing all this stuff. The county commissioners have basically let them do whatever they want. And that's what we get. Thank you for listening to the MTM Vegas podcast. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube where we release the show twice a week on Tuesdays and Fridays, youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. And all of our Vegas content can be found at mtmvegas.com. That's posts, podcast videos. See you there. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you next time. That tick seblom. Uh, uh, I don't get it. What a name. I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> what a name. Said. <laughs> That co county committee. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling me out for saying it wrong. Is it all is the it French wrong? fountain blue people on me now again? <laughs> no.